Hey friends, welcome back! I know following the nutritional protocols presented on the podcast sounds difficult sometimes, but truth is, we're not going to be able to reverse our kids' eczema without following some dietary guidelines that are different than what you are exercising now. And when the body is in this kind of state of dis-ease, it's just required to give them a little extra TLC to bring them back into balance. However, birthday parties and holidays and summer socials and swim meets and play dates and grandparents and all the rest just might not understand your concern or believe in the restrictions that you have in place. So today's episode is dedicated to being social. So being in the places that you enjoy with the people that you love while still helping your little one heal because unfortunately there just aren't cheat days when you're in that initial healing phase. Let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Eczema Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. I remember those early visits to the pediatrician in the children's hospital. I remember I was so worried for the health of my sweet little baby, and she was just a flat-out mess of eczema, and my itchy toddler would scream out in the night in pain and agony. And what pained me the most was I knew their outward appearance was just a reflection of what was happening on the inside, and I just wanted them to be okay. I knew the medical recommendations that I was given weren't addressing the problem, even though I didn't really know what the problem was at the time. I knew, though, that bleach baths and steroids and just a general acceptance that we, they, will have to manage this chronic, not-so-serious condition for life or until they grow out of it wasn't going to work for us. It just wasn't. So I had to dig deeper. If you're worried about your kid's health and want to quell the inflammation of eczema, become a student of mine in the Clear Skin Kids course. I'll give you the food to eat and how to prepare it and the moisturizers to use and the simple lifestyle changes that you can take to make your home a place for true, true healing. Head to eczemakids.com slash work with me. I'll talk to you soon, guys. So when we were really experiencing eczema, when my baby was a mess, when my toddler was a mess, it was also around COVID time. And looking back, I'm really thankful for that because it did take away some of the problems that I'm going to speak about today. But I am here to tell you that you can 100% heal your kid while still being social, while still being fun, while still going out. You just have to be a little more prepared. And the biggest thing that you need to do is know your why, right? This isn't a diet. This is about something much, much, much deeper. If your kid has eczema, there's something really going on on the inside, right? Their intestinal skin looks a lot like they're out the outward appearance of their skin. And that's concerning. 
right? You know that it's not supposed to look like that. So remind yourself your why. Having your kids not well is the best possible why. I mean, that trumps me not feeling well. That trumps any other reason is my kids' health. So just remind yourself of that. It can fuel your preparedness. It can fuel the conversations you have to have. And it can remind you why why you're putting in the effort day in and day out. And next, it makes sense if you're going to a birthday party or something like, like that, you know, communicate with the host and just be a good guest. If you've been invited somewhere, it might make sense to communicate the food allergy, but in some cases, it doesn't. It depends on how little your kid is. If they don't notice that you bring them something else, great. If they are a little older, that makes it a little trickier and maybe a little more, you know, communication is required. You can let it ride a really long time where you bring their own birthday treats or whatever it is. Fruit is always a good idea and something that everyone likes. It doesn't ever outshine the main the main meal and it's something especially kids pretty much enjoy, which helps you just eat real food, right? It helps your kids just eat real food. You don't have to focus so much on the sensitivities when you're just, and that's what you know, I really maintain about our specific healing protocol is it is just whole food focused. So as long as you're doing that, you're in a, a pretty good place. But if you're ever unsure of what's in a dish, you can always politely pass on the option. And if you need to, you can mention that, you know, your your kid has food sensitivities and you just need to be extra mindful. And that's enough to avoid any hurt feelings from whoever made the dish. I mean, they understand it's not an uncommon thing anymore because a lot of times it's just not worth the risk of triggering the intolerance or the allergy and then your kid just feeling really bad the next few days. I mean, it's days, right? Where they have to recover and then their skin gets even worse and you have a worse night because they're itching more, you know, their bodies will thank you for it. And it, and you know, most sauces and dressings and things like that are extra suspect. So if, especially if something is in a, in a sauce or a dressing, pass, pass on that on behalf of your kid and you bringing them extra snacks and things like that in in your purse or in the bag, that's just a normal thing for, for parents anyway. Right? Like, so, right. That's like, 101 on toddler management, right? Is to not let them get too too hungry or too tired. <laughs> so it, it's not something that would even be looked at twice. So easy things that you can bring is always like sun butter and apples or vegetables with, with hummus. Could be homemade or from the store, depending on the oils that were put in. I have a ton of desserts within the meal plans because I'm not going without dessert and I don't expect my kid to do that either unless they're under two and then of course don't feed them desserts but there's there's a lot of things you can have that are still compliant and a lot of times when we go on play dates and things like that we try to make it you know not food focused like we're we meet at the park or at the pool or some somewhere where you know everyone kind of brings their own thing and eating isn't the main thing going on at that social activity. And lastly, we try and host as often as possible because then we can ensure that everything presented to the kids is is compliant and is actually health promoting instead of 
the other way around. And the kids, even other kids, they just eat whatever is in front of them, right? They, it, they don't complain. Like, even if it's something different from what they get at home, they sincerely don't. So if you just put in a little more time, a little more effort, it goes a long, long way toward healing. It goes a long, long way toward yours and their sleep. And for me, that is basically the same as a long, long way toward my overall happiness. <laughs> and once we have those clear babes, you can redirect and figure out which foods seriously don't work and which ones are completely permissible on a, on a moderate basis. And then work those in like normal, normal people. But for now, bring backups, focus on real food, host as often as possible, focus on active activities that aren't exactly food focused and practice making making swaps but and I promise promise your kids will thank you for it when they're older and when they're babies again this is easier because they don't even notice but if you're nursing that that baby and they struggle with eczema you know practice these things yourself we did it guys all of my students are doing it all of my clients have done it and they've, they've done it with success. And I know you can too. So if this is your struggle, I'd love to see you in the, in the Clear Skin Kids course. You can do it yourself. You can do it with some group coaching. You can have a completely private implementation. All of it's available on the website, eczemakids.com. Join our Facebook group, Eczema Solutions for Kids, Natural Healing and Comfort. I, I can't wait to talk to you more about that there. If you have any fun recipes or other tactics that you use, feel free to share with the group because we are all working toward the same goal and it's a worthwhile goal, right? And then that was number one is just to know your why, know why you're doing this. And for us, I feel like that's, it's very clear and it's 100% worth it. Thanks for spending your time with me here and I will talk to you again on Tuesday. Take care. You are doing great. Hey friend, if today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.